0: Hello, and welcome to our Surviving Physical Therapy School podcast with Lauren, Sam, and Allie, where we will be giving you tips on surviving PT school one topic at a time.
1: Hello, and welcome to our fifth episode where we will be talking about muscle activation patterns. So we're going to do an overview of the three different types of muscle contraction, which are isometric, isotonic, and isokinetic. Let's begin with isometric contractions. The easiest way to think about it is when you put your hand up against a wall and you push against it. The internal torque of your joint is equal to the external torque from the wall. Now let's do a different example. Let's just say you are doing a glute bridge. And although you're doing a a dynamic contraction to get up, you're asked to hold it for six seconds at the top. That is an isometric contraction. What is happening is that your muscle is still firing, but there's no movement at the joint. Your muscle fibers are no longer lengthening or shortening, and the limbs are not moving. There's no change of length. These are really beneficial at the beginning of rehab process because you're getting, your muscles are still firing and you're gaining strength, but however, it is not an effective way to progress in strength. So you have to eventually get out of isometric and then you'll go into concentric and then eventually get to eccentric exercises. But these are really, really good because you're still stressing your muscles and you'll get there and you'll progress out of it this type of exercise is also good to work on stabilization there are three types of ways that you can use like stabilization techniques that's alternating isometrics rhythmic stabilization and dynamic stabilization so i want you to imagine your patient is in sideline and you your professor told you you had to do alternating isometrics What that's going to do is just say the patient's facing towards you in that sideline position and you put your hands over them. So one hand is on their shoulder and the other hand is on their pelvis. And what you're going to tell them is I want you to stay as stable as you can. And you start pulling towards you, your hands towards you and creating a resistance on your patient. And your patient has to work hard in order to, stay in that sideline position and not move. Now, because it's called alternating, you'll slowly move your hands onto the front of the anterior part of the shoulder and anterior part of their hips and start resisting them that way. And try to have your patient still maintain maintain stability. And then as your patient progresses, you're gonna start alternating that resistance quicker faster and faster every time. And your the goal of your patient is to maintain stability in that sideline position. Now, how this is different from rhythmic stabilization is that if your patient's in the same position and just say you have your hand, your hand on the anterior part of their shoulder and your other hand on the posterior part of their pelvis, and you try to kind of create, you try, apply resistance to both of those. So you're kind of your hand anterior is going posterior and your hand that's on the posterior side is pulling anteriorly towards you. And you still want them to maintain that stability. And so that's rhythmic stabilization. You're trying to create a disturbance in rotation and they have to maintain just um, like no rotation. They're trying to resist that. And then you switch. Now you then will dynamic stabilization you will vary that direction so your patient won't even know what you're doing so you could apply a posterior then an anterior then you can do a rotation it's applying both those alternating and rhythmic stabilizations isometric contractions in order in to create some sort of progression for them to maintain stability
0: all right so next we're going to talk about Isotonic or dynamic muscle contractions. So this is be your concentric or eccentric first step, sort of the easiest to understand is concentric contraction. This is when your muscle shortens and Your arm moves, for example, right. So your biceps and your brachialis contract and shorten in a concentric contraction to bring your hand and wrist up towards your shoulder. So this is when your internal torque at the joint is greater than the opposing external torque, which would be, for example, your triceps, which would straighten your arm. Eccentric contraction, a little bit tougher to understand. This is when your muscle is elongating as it's contracting. So this is when the internal torque at the joint is less than the opposing external force. So for an example, if you were to hold out a cup in front of you, If you were to slowly lower that cup, your triceps would be moving in a concentric contraction and your biceps would be in that eccentric contraction because the um, biceps and the brachioradialis are slowly elongating but also contracting in order to control that motion.
1: It's resisting gravity, essentially.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So isokinetic exercise. This also is a type of strength training. You use a specialized machine that produces a constant speed no matter how much effort that you expend. So if you want to be lazy one day and you just are barely kicking out your leg, let's just say through a long arc quad, it's going to decrease resistance so you can maintain the speed that it's set at. However, if you're feeling really motivated one day and you really want to get after it, if you start doing that faster, the resistance is going to increase in order to slow you down to the speed that it's set at. Now, it also has not only the fluctuating resistance, but you can also um, increase or decrease the arc of motion that you do this at. Now, this helps because it can isolate and target specific muscle groups and not only is it used for strength training it's also used for um improving now the reason for so you can adjust the target exercise and speed but also the range of motion and this helps isolate and target specific muscle groups now this is different from isotonic because your you're allowing the muscles to gain strength consistently through that range of motion while setting that speed and and adjusting that resistance throughout what type of effort that you put out. And with isotonic, the muscle tension um, can vary throughout the range of motion, and it does not distribute as evenly. So- isokinetic exercise is hard, but it's really hard to do like functionally because you need that machine. But it's oftentimes used in like, um, post like rehabilitation for like strokes, injuries. Um, and it also can help like aerobic capacity. So Now, isokinetic exercises could really help with any imbalances. Like soccer players tend to have a lot of injuries because their hamstrings are more or have are more strong or le- weaker than their quads, and isokinetic exercises could really help create balance with that. It's really good in um, stroke patients. It's just a controlled means of exercise. However, the limitations are that you're limited by the machine that you're using. And with physical therapists, we really want to do functional specific goals. And you really don't get that with isokinetic, but it is also a very beneficial exercise. That's right.
0: All right. Quickly here, we'll talk about agonists. Um, antagonist and synergist muscle contraction. So an agonist muscle contraction is a muscle that is most directly related to the initiation and execution of a particular movement, AKA the primary muscle that causes an action. So for example, if you were to dorsiflex the ankle, your tibialis anterior is the agonist muscle. With the antagonist, this is a muscle that is considered to have the opposite action to a particular agonist. So your gastroxoleus muscles are antagonists to that tibialis anterior. Your tia, tibialis anterior dorsiflexes your ankle and your gastroxoleus complex opposes that action with plantar flexion. Synergist muscle contraction, these are when muscles are cooperating together to perform a motion. Think of this kind of as your whole body everyday life, but to make it easy, this will put it down to flexing your elbow. So. And your agonist is going to be your biceps and brachioradialis. Your antagonist is your triceps to help control that motion. Otherwise, your biceps and your brachioradialis would be too strong and a contraction, and you'd hurt your elbow joint. So basically, it helps to facilitate the direction of movement by ensuring that two muscles, or however many you're working with, aren't too strong to be able to perform an action in a controlled manner. That's what synergist muscles are for you need to worry or wonder about what antagonists and agonists are, because when you're trying to concentrate on a certain muscle action or a certain function, you need to know what muscles are doing what to ensure that you can either shut them off or facilitate them more as you need to.
1: So overall we'll review this and we're going to review this in a way that you're going to give verbal commands to your patient. So if your goal, is to do an isometric contraction. Sam, what are you going to say?
0: So you're going to say, hold or don't let me move you, and you'd probably hold it for at least six seconds or so. Basically, or alternatively, you're going to have them push into a wall for at least six seconds. Cool. Six seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Six Um, seconds.
1: Oh, man. You um, like a glute, like a glute bridge, and you tell them, okay, hold up at the top isometric contraction everybody
0: yeah as long as they're not
1: moving right okay your goal is to do a concentric um contraction what are you going to tell me
0: so it'll either be push or pull depending on the direction you're going in pull for example if you're trying to get them to do uh flex their elbow push if you're trying to get them to extend their elbow Eccentric contractions. Tell me about it. Okay, so this is where you'd say, basically, to your patient, slowly let go as you push or pull them. So if I were to take Allie's arm and resist elbow flexion, I would say I would be slowly resisting that motion, but she would have to slowly let go to perform that action. Why don't we
1: think about it this way instead? I want no. you to try and. I have my, my elbow flexed and Sam is going to try to pull my elbow into extension. And I'm, she's going to say, I'm going to pull this, but I want you to slowly go into extension. Like, don't let me just pull your, straighten your elbow. I want you to slowly bring it down. So what Sam's doing is adding that resistance To lengthen like she's like trying to pull my arm down but i'm like controlling that movement by slowly doing that oh
0: finishing (laughs) all right everybody thank you for listening uh these were the different types of muscle activation some common patterns and terminology next time we'll go into resistance training what it does and how it helps build muscle stay tuned and stay safe